So last week, we told you about a competition for an avid Kitty Talks listener. We are giving you the chance, or three people, the chance to win a free place on my Do Your Dharma course starting at the end of this month. So if you're keen to get involved, we have created this course for you to help you find and follow your purpose. All I ask is if you get involved with us, that you will give me feedback and help me make this course utterly amazing. So to win, what you have to do is email kitty at Kitty Talks why you want to win and what what it is you enjoy about the Kitty Talks podcast. So just again, kitty at kittytalks.com. Email me why you want to win and what it is that you enjoy about the Kitty Talks podcast. We will announce the winner next week. Hi and welcome to Kitty Talks, the podcast that shows you how to build a life in alignment with your soul. I'm your host, Kitty Waters, serial entrepreneur and co-creator of the Network for Transformational Leaders. Each week, I interview top thought leaders that are changing the world. They share their life stories and tips on how to find your purpose, empowering you to create your own life. This podcast is sponsored by my Do Your Dharma course. This eight-week online course, launching in May, demystifies the subject of Dharma and helps you tune in to why you're really here. Life is not meant to be hard, and when we get on our soul path, it all changes. Go to www.kittytalks.com forward slash do your Dharma for more information. And without further ado, let's dive into the next episode. Talks, we share inspirational life stories that empower you to create yours. And today I have with me a very talented, multifaceted man, uh, Clayton John Angel. Good morning, John Clayton. Good morning, Kitty. How are you doing? I'm great, thank you. I'm really, really good, thank you. I've, we've just been chatting beforehand, and I think this story is going to be very, very interesting for you guys listening at home. So just by way of introduction, uh, Clayton is a speaker. He is an international speaker, award-winning author, psychic medium, and business consultant. So many hats to your, (laughs) I was going to say many hats to your bow, but I don't think that's the right expression. (laughs) You're wearing many hats. (laughs) I I do wear many hats, and it, it is fascinating in terms of, I was just reflecting when you sort of said the psychic medium and the business consultant together, because if I went back three years ago, maybe a little bit longer, five years ago, um, I was told I had two websites. I had my Clayton Angel website at the time, so I changed my name. And I had my consultancy business. And I was told that I needed to take down my Clayton John Angel spiritual website because Mm. corporate wouldn't like it. Um, And now since I wrote my book in 2015, um, so many CEOs of big business uh, come to me for private spiritual guidance and support, and mentoring, readings. Fascinating. Because it's out in the world. And um, 
So it was a real eye opener for me in terms of the way that uh, the world is changing. Really. Yes, and rightly so. And rightly so. But I'd love it if you don't mind just explaining to the audience a little bit more about who you are and what you do in the world at the moment. Okay, so my name is Clayton John Anger. Um, I was born Clayton Anger. And so I'll share a little bit about my name first. I think it's important. So I've been through many, many challenges in my life, which I know we're going to talk about to be able to bring me to this point. And I wanted to understand the energy within my soul's contract. And so I'm very wary about who I engage with around my energy. So I was guided to go and work with this amazing guy called um, called Rory. And he read my soul's contract. And it really helped me to understand all the challenges that I was experiencing from my soul's journey. And he said to me, well, he said, what you could do, he said, you could change your name because I have my book coming out. I was launching my new brand. And, and he said, you could change your name. And I said, oh, I know exactly what my name would be. And he said, no, 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 you need to go away. You need to think about it, meditate on it. I said, no, I know exactly what it will be. And um, I said, it will be Clayton John, spelled J-O-H-N, Angel. I said, just redo what my contract would be if I changed my name. And he redid it and he said, that would be just so, so perfect. And it just, and he said, it would just be the right name for you. And, and then he and then, so I changed my name by Depole and everything in the UK. And so that's my legal name. And just as my book was coming out, my beautiful wife, Lindsay said to me, you should let your mum know. That- <laughs> <laughs> so it was literally like a couple of days before my book was coming out and, um, I rang my mum from the car and we were chatting and I said, oh, by the way, I said, my, my, my book is coming out. And I said, you need to know that I've changed my name. I've introduced a middle name. And she said, please, please, please let it be John, J-O-H-N. I always wanted you to be called Clayton. Oh, John how Angel. funny. I know. So, and so uh, can you just explain that a little bit more? So you, the name that you were given at birth, wasn't representative of what you wanted to do in the world and is that why you changed it or what was the so so part of my my work is about understanding um it's understanding the truth behind negativity and why we experience negativity and and every time we experience a trauma in our life our current life and our past lives and dimensions that we work in it creates a tear in the soul and part of the soul leaves and goes to a place in consciousness where it feels safe um, so then what happens is, is the void gets filled with all the negativity associated with that trauma and that gets sealed off. And then that gets programmed at the point of creation of the ego. And I'll talk more about that later. Mm. But the whole point around the soul's contract was is all around these traumas that we have. And because each soul is on its own soul's journey. And as we go on this soul's journey, there are things that we need to learn. And learning presupposes that there is something missing, which is part of the human condition. And so we go on this journey of learning. And as we learn, we clear these, we clear out these traumas so the peace of soul can return. But I wanted to understand more about the, the detail of my traumas. So I worked with this amazing guy. He read my soul contract. He read the energy within my soul and my soul's purpose and my soul's journey. And he helped me to gain clarity. And I knew about it consciously. I was very aware. Of it, so it was more reconfirmation mm. of my of challenges around wealth and deserving money, around receiving love, around you know, appreciating and loving myself and 
and all these different types of things that were being reaffirmed by this sole contract. And he knew nothing about me. I told him nothing. And, mm. and it was just amazing. And, but I, the great thing was is I had done a lot of work with myself over the years. So this was 18 months ago I did this. So I'd, I'd done a lot of work. I, I cleared a lot of my, my soul up and I was very much on my soul's purpose. But I wanted to understand if there was anything else, any fragments or anything that I needed to clear up. And he helped me to get some clarity around those things. And I'd done most of the work that I needed to do to clear this out so my piece of souls, my souls can come back in. And um, it was just an amazing, amazing experience. So I changed my name. And as soon as I changed my name, I lined the energy of it. I meditate with my name every day before I come on calls like this, you know, and I really align to the name of Clayton John Angel energetically. It's my soul's name, my, my soul's purpose. Um, and it was just an amazing, amazing transition for me mm. in terms of elevation. And so I changed it. And then as I changed that, more and more and more doors opened for me as I aligned with the truth of who I was because I knew I had outgrown the energy of Clayton Angel. I knew there was something missing, mm -hmm. you know, in addition to what I was doing. Mm. Um, so it's like so a, then, sorry, it, go on. I was going to say, it's like it closed a chapter on your old life, you know. Really, really did. And as soon as you said that, I had goose pimples. It literally was like one door shutting and another door opening. Mm. And uh, well, I was going to say no, just because one of the things that we are, uh, I suppose, talking to people about here on the podcast is obviously everyone we've interviewed has shifted from, I suppose, not doing the work that they're here to do to finding and finding their soul's path. And then once we get on that soul's path, I've got goosebumps now, you know, things start to change and shift and doors open that you could never have imagined. So what we're doing through these interviews, Clayton, is encouraging people to, you know, take that step, find oh, out why they're here and get on that path. And, you know, and I, I, I work with myself every day. So mm. in terms of, you know, I'm, where am I now? So I am, I'm an international speaker. So I run events all over Europe. Um, I speak all across the UK. I've just come back from New York. I was speaking at the New York Open Center. I'm running a, I'm running, I'm speaking in Canada. I'm running an event in a couple of weeks' time. I'm going to Australia when I get back and a couple of weeks after that. So I'm on holiday in Australia over Christmas and New Year with my family. And then I'm running an event speaking in, in Australia. So I have this, <clears throat> this amazing life of traveling, uh, but also speaking and doing the things I really, really love to do. I've got an amazing, amazing publicist who you, who you know because we're mutual friends. He's helping me to get on shows like yourselves, sharing my story and, and inspiring people to, to rise up. Um, our corporate consultancy is thriving. Um, I'm a psychic medium and my reading diary is pretty much full until the end of March and continue. now we're filling up almost April. So I'm doing what I love. and I really, every cell in my body lights up. Mm. And, and people say to me when I'm working with them either one-to-one -one or in groups they say to me so do you know what fulfillment feels like and I said I do and I said I can tell you exactly when that is and I said I experience it every day but the wave of it experience I experience it is when I finish off my 48-hour negativity detox and soul rejuvenation workshop and every cell in my body lights up like a Christmas tree. 
mm. uh, and I feel so alive in ev- in every single way. Uh, and I experience, you know, more and more of that day to day. But it's the surge at the end of that event, which I just truly experience because I'm in the divine. I'm in my soul, soul's journey completely over the course of that weekend. So it's just an amazing, amazing experience. Mm. And everybody can do it. Yes. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. And it is available for everybody. And that's everybody. As I explained to you before, like why we want to do these interviews is to show your journey and your transition, to, so they see themselves in your journey and your transition. And it, and it's, sorry, Kitty, and it's interesting. I was talking with a friend of mine the other day. As I was saying to you off off radio, um, you know, I've and I, and I was talking about because I'm mapping out my new book, uh, and I was saying to him, I said, you know, why me? You know, and he said, what do you mean, why me? Why you? And I said, well, I know amazing people who have healed terminal illnesses and you know and i had these you know these emphatic breakdowns and all of a sudden come back and you know and i said i've not had to heal any diseases or illnesses or anything like that i'm just me Mm. but i've also been on a journey of complete disruption in my life and complete change in my life so if i can do it everybody can do it Mm. and and we don't have to have this big trauma in our life to be able to rise up or ascend a lot of this is around awareness and choice mm. and you know i had a number of things that took place in a given point in time which i'll tell you about but everybody can do it we don't have to have this huge significant event in our life you know to enable us to become whole um, we can experience that every day if we choose to and it's but it is a process it's a journey that we have yeah. to go through I think it's a definite process and a lot of it is unlearning and relearning what we've been taught because we are, you know, we have to unlearn effectively what we're told from a young age, which is go to school, get a good job, you know, pay your tax, except go into the system uh, and kind of ignore your intuition, your heart, following what you love, following what you want to do. So, yeah, we're we're on a we're on a mission here, Clayton, to inspire everyone to do that. You know, I, I've always been one, and I've had, I was talking to my mum and my wife over the weekend and my daughter, I've, I've always been one who challenges status quo. Mm. You know, there are rules in society that are there to protect us and keep us safe, but it's the rules that we impose upon ourselves or the ro- rules that we have taken on board as our own that are not necessarily the rules that are will support us to rise up, to ascend, and to be the best that we can be. And I've never, ever, you know, really even down to the point of what the clothes that I've worn followed the crowd. I've always enabled myself to be me and always questioned and challenged. But then ironically found myself every time I got caught up in rules that I really don't like them. I push them back and you know I want to be able to be in my flow and um and so you know so but rules can be there to support us in society but it's about knowing the rules that we have that keep us stuck or keep us living in the past and repeating the past over and over again. Mm. And take us so take us back. So uh, obviously, I know that you were a tax consultant many, many, many moons ago. I I was, and it's I always it always makes me smile. So if I go back, even go back further than that. So I remember at the age of seven that I was terrified of spirits. I used to get visited by um, by the by spirits and guides and things like that and I didn't understand what it was it used to scare me 
And, and I remember making a conscious decision at the age of seven to shut everything down. And as I shut everything down, I actually then entered the third dimensional human existence. I also remember there used to be a Norman boy, um, a boy from Normandy used to sit outside my bedroom door um, <laughs> and watch over me. And he still watches over me, which is really, really beautiful. So I then... Um, entered the, the world of the human existence. And in my age of 20s, in my, my 20s, I experienced a real dark time of depression. Um, now I know why. Yeah. In my, in my 30s, I experienced a dark time of depression. Um, and then I went through, everything came to a big head about, so my daughter's 14, about 12 years ago. I left the professions. So I was an accountant and tax consultant uh, with Deloitte's and, yeah. you know, but I, it didn't fulfill me. I was in a career that did not fulfill me. It was actually very painful. And interestingly, I chose a career because I was driven by money. Mm. Um, chose a career which had the biggest rules-based legislation in the world. So every time I having to work with the rules and you start to see the patterns, um, it was very painful. So then I, you know, I noticed that I was pulling down everything in my life. I was sabotaging my career. I sabot I've sabotaged our business, which I'll tell you about, because of fear of success. I sabotaged relationships for a fear of love. I would get really super fit and then um, sabotage my health by stuffing my face with chocolate for soothing and my pain. Um, and at one point, I piled on, you know, the U.S. listeners went up to 252 pounds. For the U.K., up to about 16 stone, 18 stone. Um, and so there's all this chaos that was going on. But about 12 years ago, I woke up. Would probably be an understatement. I was in a marriage with somebody who I didn't love, and I meditated because we had an 18-month-year-old daughter, my daughter Isabel. And the message that came through in the meditation was, "If you stay." your daughter will never experience her father's love oh, wow. until left. And we have this most amazing, amazing relationship. Um, I then walked out, I resigned from the professions. I was so fat and overweight. It was incredibly unhealthy. And do you, um, and do you, because I've had my own experience of that and, you know, I've experienced that. I, and I personally believe it was because I was so out of alignment with who I was. Oh, totally. But that's why my body was reacting and saying, <laughs> It was like, come on, man. You know, was, um, and there was all these things going, that was going on. You know, I walked, I ignored my spiritual path. You know, so all these things around sabotage, I was just pulling everything down. And, and, I, and I was in and out of toxic relationships. And it was just I was so out of alignment. It was just ridiculous. And, but I didn't understand why. Mm. until so i was driving down um the motorway the m4 in the uk mm -hmm. and i was having a rant at the universe <laughs> and, and i know the date it was the 17th of december 2005 and that date is very important and i was driving down the motorway and i was having a rant i was screaming at the universe i was angry i was frustrated i was sad and i demand my twin flame soulmate. I'm fed up of all these relationships. I demand, I demand, I demand. And then my phone rang. <laughs> and, and my phone rang was this guy called Joe Williams. And 
Joe was running a speaker's boot camp in Colorado. And I said, hey, Joe, I said, nice to hear from you. You hadn't heard from him in five years. And I said, how did you get hold of me? And he said, well, I rang your number. I said, no, what number did you ring? Mm. And he called out his telephone number. And I said, that number was cancelled five years ago. How bizarre. And I said, so you have rung me on that number and the universe has conspired to ring me on my current number. I said, so I said, you have my attention. I, so I knew I was just ranting and raving. And he said, I want to invite you to my first speaker's boot camp in Colorado. He says, $5,000. And I just said, I'll be there. But what he didn't know was that I had no home, I had no job, and I had no money. Wow. And in the space of 10 to 14 days, I created a job, I created a home, and I created the money to be able to get on the plane and go to Colorado. So it was $5,000 for the event, plus accommodation, plus flight and food. And so I went over to Colorado, and the very first person on stage was a lady called Lindsay Marie Harrison. And Lindsay Marie Harrison is now Lindsay Marie Angel. And I got goose pimples, and she is my wife. Oh, and wow. So that's how we met. Now, 17th of December is very important because that is the day, that is Lindsay's birthday. So I actually created Lindsay oh. on her birthday. Wow. But the other irony is that she lived an hour away from me in the UK, but I had to travel in the other side of the world to meet her. To meet her, right? And so the universe works in mysterious ways. But what's interesting for me is when you started to leave behind what you weren't supposed to be doing and head towards what you were supposed to be doing, that's when you know the positive things about your wife started to come, come to you. Oh. Uh, completely. And then it gets even more magical because Lindsay and I, we, we got together and about three or four months into our relationship, she was in the US on business. And I woke up and my guys were poking me, saying to me, well, you need to go to Stonehenge. I said, what? And I looked out the window, it was raining. Thrown in the shh. And I said, okay, I'll go. So I got up and I just followed the guy and I thought, you know, I didn't follow my flight. I went to Stonehenge, and at Stonehenge now, there's everything's cord and off when you walk around, but then I could literally get into the stones. And I went into the stones, I had myself wrapped around, I had an umbrella on up, and I just went into meditation. And it was at that point, I then went through this portal, and I met Druid Masters and Druid Elders, and they, they said to me the following words, the ego teacher. And they explained to me the true purpose of negativity and why I had been experiencing extreme bouts of depression. Mm. And, so you uh, could teach it or so have an understanding it. of it. So then I, uh, then as I left Stonehenge, and every time I was meditating, I had goose pimples, every time I was meditating, every time I, was just, I could just be walking down the street and I would just get a download or I would get a sign. And so I'd just make all these little notes. And in the beginning, it was just little signs and things. And then I started to piece them together like a jigsaw. Um, and then I, I wrote my book. I wrote my book, The Ego's Code. Um, and everything just naturally unfolded from there. Beautiful. And so it's, you know, now I've got a big publisher in the U.S. That's who I'm talking to about, about publishing it. I have uh, French publishers, interesting, translating to French. 
And that's because I'm following my flow. And every time I move out of sync, and yes, you know, I'm still a human. You're human, yeah. And I move out of sync. I am very aware. So I've developed a process to be able to help people to become more aware of what's going on and actually understand how they can live, you know, in the joy of who they are and actually use the negativity as a fuel for success as opposed mm. to something that keeps them stuck in the past. Beautiful. And talk to me about your psychic ability, because you obviously say when you were little, you had, you know, quite clearly a gift and then you shut it down because you didn't know how to handle it or what to do. So at what stage in your journey did you reconnect to that? And how, how did you do it for people listening? Okay. How did I do it? Um, so I, I used to be able to sit in front of the television and see through the eyes of the newsreader, which always used to freak me out. And so I would, you know, I would be looking back at myself as the newsreader on the TV. Ooh, that's weird. I know, right? Um, and so everybody has a higher self, which is our true self, mm -hmm. which is omnipresent everywhere. And I read through the energy of the higher self. So I used to, when I met Lindsay, I was doing readings privately, but I was using things like angel cards and tarot and all these kinds of things. And, you know, and that was just, I was just doing it privately. I had this interest and this intrigue. And then I started my shamanic path. And when I started um, becoming a, sh a shaman and studying shaman and shamanic practitioner and awakening that within me, because it was always there, you know, um, learning presupposes that there's something that's missing, but remembering from a divine perspective, we're already whole. So I was, it was something that I could just access. So when I used to do my events and even these events now, I take people on shamanic journeys where they get to connect with their soul, they meet their ego, they go back to past lives, they go to all different places I take them so they can learn and evolve. So it was through that that I, do, I started to do high perceptual reading. And then I just started to develop my own practice. I thought, you know, I need to develop my own practice in my own way. Mm. And so I started to meditate more. And as I started to meditate more, I started to trust the information that would come through. And as I would trust the information, I would then act in accordance with the flow of it. And then when I acted in accordance with the flow of it, I would get immediate feedback in my life. Mm. And that could be somebody coming into come crossing my path you know, or, you know, somebody, you know, giving me a contract. It could be, you know, a, a certain door that would open, a certain relationship. It could be a million different types of things. But I just started to observe and everything linked in to what was coming through in the meditations. So I thought, okay, so perhaps I could develop this even more for other people. So I started, so when I read for somebody, I go through a process with myself that I step out of my body. Mm -hmm. And as I step out of my body, I invite your higher self into me because so I'm reading through your filters. And, and I want to read through your filters because right, I've got so many things that are going on in my life. I don't want anything being caught up through that. So I've just learned how to separate that. And I'm starting in 2018, I'm going to teach people how to do this. So as I separate out, I invite your higher self in, your guides come in, and then I start to do automatic writing. So this is always 30 minutes before a reading. Right. I will be tuning in and I will make pages like often five, six, seven, 
sometimes eight, nine, ten pages of notes before I even engage someone on a call. <laughs> then they will will Zoom. So we always do Zoom um, because um, other platforms are not stable enough. Mm-hmm. Zoom very stable, but okay. also enables me to record it for people. Yeah, because there's so much energy that's being generated, um, and we'll begin with the guidance that comes through their guides. So, and because I've stepped out of my body, if anything's new happening in my body at the point at that point, it's all to do with that person. So, if I've got pain in my left leg, someone's stabbing me in the shoulder, um, if I'm having certain smells coming in, whatever is happening. So, I work with all the clairs, clairvoyance, clairsentient, claircognizance, all the smells, all the all the senses. Um, I then just related back, and I've just learned over the years to share everything that comes up. Mm. And I just and I frame it. I need to share this with you to maintain the integrity of the reading. Mm. You know, means nothing to me. Does it mean something to you? Hundred mm. percent of the time, people say, "Oh my God, yes." Mm. And I got goose pimples doing that. Yeah. So by the sounds of things, you just explored it. You kind of, you know. Well, what yeah. as your and your gift would open up more. I'm just thinking for people listening, if they yes. feel they have, you know, because I believe we all have psychic uh, capabilities. All do, we all do. Hmm. And and the thing is, is that all I'm doing is I'm so where I would begin with somebody on this journey is having awareness, because what awareness does, and this is part of a process which I teach, awareness creates presence. And when we start to have the awareness of what's going on for us and we start to observe ourselves, what's in flow and what's out of flow. When it's in flow, we are often connected with our soul purpose. When it's out of flow or it's becoming clunky or things are not Mm. moving, Mm. it's often that we're not in our flow. We're not connected with our soul. And it's about just observing. And I say to people when I work with them privately, I say, so, Ask yourself the question, is this something that's important to me? Mm. You know, what is my truth in this situation? Because the higher self can't lie to you. And so whatever comes up for you, if it's important and it's aligned to your truth, then look at your behaviors. Because if your human behaviors are not aligned to the soul purpose, then it's going to be clunky. Mm. So you need to change your behaviors. And when you change your behaviors, you'll start to get feedback that's coming in from the divine. Not tomorrow, not next week, immediately, you know, when you align to the purpose. And so, and it may be just something small, like a phone call or an email that will come in. And, you know, we all experience these miracles every day. We just need Mm -hmm. to observe them. So start with yourself. When you start with yourself and you're starting to find yourself living in flow, you're going to start to have these little miracles that start to show up. And when these little miracles start to show up, pay attention. Mm. because then you can do create more of it create more of it and then all i did was take that and extended it to other people mm. but i but i will only ever ever only, only ever ever tune into somebody with their permission mm. you know yeah. um we, we, we um talk to people uh on kitty talks and always get them to follow their highest excitement because i think mm. it's like that's that's like your compass isn't it you know if something lights you up and you really want to do it and you really want to go towards it then you know and I think where people get themselves confused is obviously you know you you might want to go towards something but you can't necessarily see how that's gonna uh, supposed to support you um but as you and I both know that it's part of our development and actually it will appear or create or manifest in such a way that you never could have imagined (laughs) And this one of the biggest challenges with people when they're trying to create is they try to control the creation. 
And so what I say to people, I said, when you're trying to create, you try to control it. So you're saying mm -hmm. to the universe, bring me this in this way. But the universe and the divine works in mysterious ways. So if you just let this go and just you know, surrender to the unknown, the unknown, know, the divine knows your truth. So the divine will bring it to you in a way that you least expect. You know, and it's always better than you expect. So whenever I'm creating, I would say, you know, please bring me this or something better. And it's always yeah. better. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And I think, like you said, we limit it, don't we? If we say um, that we want it in some shape or form, we're almost putting a cap or a lid on what something yeah. could be absolutely amazing. Completely. And, and, and the thing is, as you know, it should light you up. It's, you know, for me, when it happens, I'm often in shock, you know, and some of, some of the things that have happened for me recently, I'm going, oh, my God, it's like the kid inside me wants to just bounce. Now, I've got Tigger all around. I've got some Tiggers. I'm a big fan of Tigger because mm. people, because I have this bounce and, and that's the bounce for me. It's like, oh, my God, I can't, you know, it's almost like I can't believe that that's happened, but that has happened. Mm. Follow your highest excitement. And then the most important thing for me is express gratitude for it. You yes. know, and the brain and, you know, our divine self and the human existence, it acts like a beacon. It sends messages out in whether you've got the quantum field, the divine spiritual system, the universe, the divine, whatever that is. You know, we send out signals. We're energy. And quantum physics has proven that we're pretty much completely energy. Mm -hmm. So, and so we're, we're always in creation. And quantum physics, physics has proven that um, 7.8 times per second, we are experiencing wholeness unconsciously, which means that we're always in creation. So if we're always in creation, we're either going to create through our negativity or we're going to create through, you know, the divine consciousness. But neuroscience at the moment is creating a story and, you know, and they're measuring it that, that we experience unconscious, you know, we're unconscious 95% of the time. Mm. So in 24 hours, if you have eight hours mm. of sleep at night, that leaves 16 hours. So 15 hours of our day, we're unconscious, reliving our negative patterns over and over and over again. If we're always in creation. We're going to keep creating the same things. Mm. Except when we start to become more aware and we observe, that number gets smaller and smaller and smaller to the point we can be 15 hours conscious. And you know, and I know people who are doing that. And you know, and I'm doing that a lot of the time, being able to create the things I want to create consciously for my future as opposed to from a reaction perspective. And what, because I, you know, obviously I totally agree with you. Obviously our unconscious is essentially running the show most of the time. And if yes. we've had something negative happening to, happening to us at some stage, whether it be around relationships or money or, yep. you know, effectively we're almost repeating that pattern. So the trick is to get in and effectively release those, that limiting belief or negative behavior. But you talked about how on a daily basis we can take that control back. What does that actually look like for someone? Okay, so for me, it's a four-step process. Mm -hmm. and, and the first process, so every time we experience negativity, it's every time, 100% of the time, we are reliving our past in the here and the now because negativity are echoes or whispers from our past, our past lives, dimensions that we work with, et cetera. So this, for now, let's just keep it in the past. So every time we experience negativity, we're literally being triggered back to the past and we're reliving our past in the here and now. And so what's happening in the physical body is we're going into high beta brainwaves. And so we're in high beta brainwaves, we're in stress, and we're in stress, we can't create. 
And, and you can't create from the past anyway. You can only create from the now. So the fastest way to come into the now is awareness. So the awareness of I'm feeling angry, I'm feeling sad, I'm feeling cheesed off, I'm, you know, I'm feeling frustrated, I'm feeling anxious, I'm giving myself hard, anything, whether it's thoughts, feelings, actions, reactions, behaviors, whatever those things are, have the awareness of it. And that awareness does, it brings you back into the now. But what you have to do is you have to lock yourself in the now. And the way that you do that is you need to acknowledge and express appreciation for the negativity. Mm-hmm. And that comes through expression. So, you know, and, and the expression is, you know, and for me, this has been a big journey, you know, and I, and I spent a lot of time coaching, supporting, mentoring men. And, and men sometimes struggle. They, you know, a lot of stru- struggle to express what's really going on because of the conditions of the past and generations and things that we've learned. And I'm often saying to, to, to men friends, you know, when your beloved is telling you how she's feeling, She's just expressing what's going on. It's not at you. No. You know? <laughs> so we need to do that for ourselves. We need to express. So when we express and we appreciate, what happens is in the body and the brain, we start to change the neural pathways. We start to change the brain waves and brain and we go from high beta to medium beta down to low beta down to alpha, which is clear thought. It's optimum performance. And so, so the awareness creates presence, which brings us into the now. And that's where I would get people to be working with right from the beginning. Start to raise your awareness. So when I wake up in the morning, so I say to coaching clients and mentoring clients, notice how you feel. Mm. If you feel angry, sad, frustrated, if there's any negativity there, you are about to take your past into your day and into your future. So spend some time, and I'll tell you how to do that to change that. When you go to bed at night, before you go to sleep at night, Start to notice how you feel before you go and lay down. If you feel angry, sad, fear, hurt, guilt, anything like that, you're about to sleep with your past. So you want to change your energy before you go to sleep. So awareness creates presence, which brings you into the now. Acknowledge and appreciate it, and then express gratitude. The third step is is then to act for your highest good. Mm -hmm. Highest good. And if someone doesn't like what you say, what you do, then that's their stuff. That's their journey. What we don't do, because we're high vibrational beings, what we don't do is we don't compromise ourselves and lower our vibration. We can invite people to rise up and to come into our space. But if they don't want to do it, that's fine. They're on their own journey. But we need to take care of ourselves, and that comes through making decisions for our highest good and also being kind to ourselves. And when we make decisions for our highest good, what people need to realize is we're automatically making decisions for other people's highest good. Mm-hmm. And then the fourth way to accelerate it is to meditate. And when people, when you meditate, you're changing your energy. So when you wake up in the morning and you're feeling a bit crappy, rather than taking your past into your day and into your future, spend 20 minutes, just put on a nice piece of music and just go inward and say, right, okay, what do I want to create for my day to day? You know, what, what feelings and emotions do I really want to be focusing on and, Start to elevate those emotions. When you get when you go to bed at night, do the same before you go to sleep. 15, 20 minutes for a nice piece of music. Start to think about, you know, my wife and I, we do um, what's already happened. Mm-hmm. So we talk about what's already happened before we go to sleep at night. And so we're changing our energy throughout the day. And when you change your energy, as my friend Dr. Joe Dispenza says, you change your life. So you talk yeah. about what's what you want to happen that's hap- in the yeah. past tense as if it's happened. Yes. Yeah. 
to go into the future and talk about something that's and I and I and I align my energy to that. Mm, that's so, it. and that's the important thing. If my energy doesn't align to it, then I'm I'm still falling asleep in the past. Mm. You know, I'm still sleeping with my past, and you know, how many of us don't want to be sleeping with our past? Well, Waking up with it. Yeah. The expression almost fake it till you make it like talk about it as if it's there until it, com- it comes into alignment with your vibration and it is there but, but here's the thing kitty is that it's um, neuroscience is now proven and quantum physics is now proven that we can actually experience our future now so the brain can be programmed to change its frequency of our future so if we are we want to create a twin flame soulmate and we're aligned to the energy of that twin flame soulmate, the love that's there, the frequency of from the brain and the body goes out into the universe is, is, is the love associated with that as opposed to, I really need to have my twin flame soulmate, you know? That's what I did. So I, uh, I asked the universe, you're like this Clayton. I asked the universe for a sign and uh, the universe gave me a costume jewelry engagement ring. Would you believe it within 24 hours? And uh, then I wore the engagement ring to bed every night. And every time I yeah. wore it, I was connecting to the energy of my love, loved and being loved. And I got goosebumps when you said that. You know, and, and the thing is that that's where you connected. You connected with the energy of the love and being loved. Because mm. so many people are connected to the energy of lack. Mm. that's what they're sending out and the universe responds to that. Mm. And that's a really good point because I think we, we talked before we came on air about how now human beings are in a place in, on, the, on earth where we're having to unlearn and relearn things in a different way. And that's a powerful one because actually as human beings, we naturally, I think, because we want to evolve and get on, we're always looking at what we can improve. And, but can, we can go into that negativity. We can go into that lack space. Whereas obviously what you're saying there is we need to relearn effectively to go to the place where we've got what we want and connect to that energy and that vibration. And, and here's the thing, you know, and, and this is what my work is all about. If I, if I said to the people who are listening that if you think about the energy it takes for a rocket into space, we have that same energy trapped in our lower three energy centers in our body. And, and, and so if we can just access that energy, we can use that as a force for good in our life as opposed to repeating the past over and over again. So when we start to learn from our negativity and say, okay, so my, when I'm, I'm feeling angry, right? Okay, so that, that just that awareness brings you back into the now. Okay, I'm feeling angry right now. You don't go and poke someone in the nose out of it. You just say, you know, I, I need to own my feelings. I need to express what's going on. That expression alone releases the energy. And as we release the energy associated with that, we'd start to transmute it into something which can serve us as opposed to keep us stuck in the past or hold us back. Mm. And I've seen it time and time and time again. You know, I did it myself and I created Lindsay, my wife, you know, in terms of I was using that energy. I didn't know what I was doing there, but now I constantly know because process and things i've done i was using that energy to create what it was i wanted in my life and it's a very powerful energy and we we just need to be responsible for ourselves and take care of ourselves and when something's going on all negativity is it's a message from you to you that something's not quite right or how you think it should be Mm. you're off path path and you're not going the right way you should be going the joyful way Exactly right. And it's energy. So it's a message that I'm moving off path, right? So I need to pay attention to it. When I pay attention to it, guess what? I come back on path. 
And then as I come back on path, I can then connect, take action for my highest good. And as I'm taking action for my highest good, then the amount of negativity I experience shrinks. And the amount of, and it gets replaced with more of actually what we do want in our life. And then we go, oh, I did that once. Can I do that again? Yes, you can do it again. And every single person who's listening and watching has created magic in their life. And if you've done it once, you can do it again. Mm. Yeah. You know? And when you've done it, you align to your soul, you align to your soul and your soul's yearning and your soul's needs. Mm. You know, we're not meant to experience all this, we're not meant to live in the pain and the hardship and the challenge, you know, because that's what I call the ego's code. And if you write if people write down the word rut, R-U-T, mm-hmm. if you put the T in front of the R and H at the end, you get truth. So wherever mm-hmm. there's a problem, a challenge, or pain, in, or a rut in your life, it's because we're not living our soul's purpose. We're not living our truth, and take you know, and it's about taking the taking care of us for our highest good, and then just everything will naturally flow. Yeah, I think we people if we can change the perception of how people view things, and like you know, if you think about a compass, and your your joy is your north, you know, north pole, and actually you need to go towards that, and anything else that's this, you know, you're talking about negativity, then, you know, you're just got off course and you're not going the right way. So shift. And, and that's completely, you know, and the magic is, is that, you know, old Newtonian physics says that we have to go after our goals. I didn't have to go after Lindsay. I just needed to take the action that was given to me. And she actually came to me. Mm. So the core, you know, and so, the, which is quantum law. So Newtonian physics says, oh, that's the old paradigm of thinking. We have to set a goal and go after it and take Go after it, go after it, go after it, go after it. That's that's the old way of thinking. And the old way of being, if we are aligning to it and we're, we're living our soul's purpose and we're following our flow, then the magic comes to us mm. in a beautiful way. And like you say, it'll probably be in some shape or form that we never could have dreamed or imagined. Every time. Mm. Every time. Oh, thank you so much, Clayton. It's been really fascinating talking to you like really really interesting and i know people listening will have really got quite a lot a lot of value from what we've been talking about but just quickly before you go talk to me about the next book when that's out how people can find you we'll have all the details in the show notes but just quickly okay so my current book is the ego's code and that's in three formats there's paperback um, it's on audio it's on audible audio and it's also on ebook um and so people can get that on amazon or on audible and they can get it anywhere um my new book which i'm writing at the moment is going to be called i am worthy a journey to self-acceptance and self-love um and that will be out in 2018 i'm still writing that at the moment um uh, there's a meditation which goes with the ego's code which will accelerate all these things which is called the ego's code meditation it's you know it's it follow it works with the book and it's a very powerful process for for healing the soul and soul rejuvenation um i've got coming up on my website there's you want to join the community there's free downloadable meditations which people can get they can follow me on twitter um and if you want to come and join me in canada i'm i'm running one of my 48 hour negativity detox and soul rejuvenation events over there but in the uk i'm i'm doing a number of events next year in the uk as well so it's uh, it's a fantastic well, journey and i'm completely in awe of it yeah, and thank you. And we, you know, we're so aligned in our work, you know, because you are effectively you and I are teaching the same thing. And you know, really, you know, we're here to have fun, people. I know it's, <laughs> I know it's a shocker, but actually, when we start to tune into our highest excitement and go towards that, you know, it's as simple as that. But Clayton, thank you so much. I really appreciate you joining us. 
Thank you for having me, Kitty. I've loved every moment of it. <laughs> and we will see you next get, uh, next week again on Kitty Talks. Bye-bye. This podcast was sponsored by my Do Your Dharma course. Create a life so good that you pinch yourself. This eight-week online course demystifies Dharma and shows you how to tune in to why you're really here. Go to www.kittytalks.com forward slash do your Dharma.